and a great day to you wherever and whenever you may be listening. My name is Jason Dice, broadcasting and podcasting live from the studio of EloquentOnline.net in beautiful, sunny New Braunfels, Texas, Republic thereof. This is the Power Performance Podcast, the show that asks the question, if your brand were a band, would you leave the audience wanting more. I wanted to start by thanking everybody. Man, this has been our 10th summer, our 10 years on the air, our 10th summer on the air. And I will be honest, every year I start the year thinking maybe this is the last year doing the show. And it has never been better in terms of listens, in terms of guests, the guests that we've had on this summer. You'll hear me talk about some of them today. I want to thank all of them. If I, if I try to go from memory, I will. I know I'll forget some people, but what great shows we've had this summer. And so I wanted to end the summer with just a show kind of wrapping everything up, looking ahead to the balance of the year. And, you know, my, my week on Monday started the way a lot of Mondays do. You know, you get up, you do your thing. I've always worked from home, so that's not new. And I start perusing the, the indispensable social media platform for me right now, which is LinkedIn. And permit me a minute to explain how I feel about the social media platforms in, in terms of a visual. If you can imagine a street, a, a lovely street in any city in America, provided it doesn't have a Democrat mayor, a lovely town somewhere, you've got Main Street, you know, where business happens. That's, that's what I think of as LinkedIn, okay? That's where you meet people in your, you know, in your peers that are in your profession and that kind of thing. And we used to share our professional successes, our professional ambitions, our professional vacancies, if we were looking someone to fill a role. And unfortunately, LinkedIn has kind of devolved into that affirmation, be your best person today, motivation Monday, all this kind of, hey, no one empowered me to tell you how to use LinkedIn, but it is primarily a professional Main Street type of social media platform. At least that's how I see it. Now, from Main Street, you go to the curb to the home, past the white picket fence, you know, through the gated community or whatever, to the home. That's where you've got your YouTube. We're, we're working on a show later this year with one of our young guests that we had this summer. Folks, there is a special, just think about it as a special mall, like a mall, a building that you're not sure what it is. You, know, you go driving around, you'll see a building. What do they do over there in that big building? There is a mall. I'm not saying there is. I'm just saying to visualize it, a building and Generation Z, high school and younger aged people, they go to this mall for their entertainment, for their products and services, for their music, for everything. And if you're over the age of, say, 21, you're not allowed in. There is an entirely different marketplace that contemporary banking professionals are missing out on. We're going to introduce it to you in the fall of 2020 because it's fascinating. Anyway, LinkedIn is Main Street. It's where business gets done. Now you move into the house. That's your Instagram, your YouTube, your Facebook, our lifestyle things. Hey, look what I had for dinner. I'm going to watch some TV tonight. If you're a high school student, that doesn't mean three channels in PBS or even cable television anymore. It's stars on YouTube that I've never heard of, but everyone in your class knows. That's the world we're living in today. Generation Z is not just changing entertainment forever. They are changing genres, things that we may never do again. I haven't missed going to the movie theater one bit since the start of the pandemic. 
people in this country used to, you know, get in the cart and go see the wild uh, Buffalo Bill Wild West show. Once a year you were entertained, not every night on television. Things change. History is. You can change with it or you can get changed by it. So at LinkedIn is Main Street, the home are those social media lifestyle platforms of Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, those things. And then when dinner's over and you're asked to take the garbage for the day out to the back alley, that back alley is Twitter. That's how I see these things now. So I've been spending less and less time on the Twitter platform and more time on Main Street where business gets done. So that's just my take. But anyway, so I start my day typically by perusing the LinkedIn feed. And on Monday, there was a, link, a LinkedIn post by a gentleman named Bob Brown, and it was, he was talking about a Harvard Business Review article that he had read. And it, for whatever reason, it just stayed in my mind all morning. And then around after lunch, I went out to the Bandit Golf Course to hit some golf balls and just get outdoors a little bit. And I couldn't stop thinking about it. And I recorded this stream of consciousness on the Voice Notes app on my iPhone. And so I'm going to play that. I'm going to play that after the break because I think it's a great way to wrap up the summer. Because uh, the person that I am talking about, the quote that I thought was the greatest line of the year so far from Brian Heinrichs, I referenced that in this stream of consciousness. And when I come, you know, and after I play that, we're going to wrap up this episode just talking about, you know, maybe I'm even part of the problem, complicating something that is simple. And I don't want to be part of the problem. I do believe there's always going to be a need to provide thoughtful, relevant, enjoyable information. And in case you haven't noticed, all of those invitations to those mind-numbing hour-long webinars, have you noticed they've kind of disappeared? Hmm. Who do you have to thank for that? You're welcome. Listen, when we get back from the break, I'm going to play this. I don't do this a lot, but sometimes I will. If I've got a thought in my head, I'll grab my phone. I'll, I'll record something and maybe use the ideas for a show. But for the most part, when you're listening to the show, it is, it is listening to a live conversation, recording a live conversation. I don't use a lot of notes. It's extemporaneous. But I thought this one was worth playing again because it makes so many valid points. And we'll talk about that. And we'll wrap up the summer of 2020, summer like no other. And we'll do it all right after this. History is, you can change with it, or you can get changed by it. This is the Power of Performance Podcast. Uh, yes, the first book of the Bible in a great progressive band from back in the day, Genesis, turned it on. Again, just a quick plug, if you have time, uh, I've started a limited run series called Thunder and Lightning, Operation Desert Storm. It's a retrospective I'm doing to celebrate 30 years since Operation Desert Shield, Desert Storm, doing it entirely from memory, tracing my journey from a college student, a, a veteran of the Army already being recalled to active duty to serve and fight in Operation Desert Storm. Okay, this is the voice note I recorded on Monday. I've only edited out a few things for brevity and uh, added in the quote I was talking about. So here it is. As awesome as Grace Heinrichs was, and she was, that everyone I talked to had the same reaction I did. That young lady cannot be 15 years old. 
there was a sophistication and understanding to the magic and beauty of the theater, not herself. It wasn't all about me, 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 Grace Heinrichs. It was about the theater and the other people. Just anyway, most importantly, the audience. It was about the audience, and that's what makes a great theatrical person a great theatrical person. And as great as that was, that interview and that show, which I've been telling people privately, is in my top three shows ever on this show. The line of the year, the quote of the year, the quote keeper of the year was when Brian Heinrichs, Grace's dad, president of Fourth Capital Bank, said... I talk about, you know, we're a business that happens to be a bank. Um, you know, there's this whole mystique around banking, but if you boil all that down, banking's really kind of a simple business. You know, we, we as humans have made it complicated. Um, no hashtag required. True that. Can I get a witness from the congregation? Absolutely true. And I thought about that this week. As I'm, I'm just going to read through a link on LinkedIn. I'm not, I'm not criticizing it. It's just we've made banking complicated with articles and social media and everybody in this feed is a good person. I mean, has a right to an opinion. I, I've got a comment in this feed, but this is what I mean. And you can say, well, professional development is good. Uh, men have to talk about banking and uh, men and women have to discuss banking. And that's fine. I agree. I agree. The Chamber of Commerce meetings and stuff like that. Nothing against it. But it was, and this is, a, this is a link I actually enjoyed reading through. It's from Bob Brown. He's a, he's a first, meaning we've connected somewhere. I don't believe I've ever met him. Business Planning, Earnings, and Performance Improvement President, and I can't see the title. Uh, I guess I could check. Whatever it is, he's a banking guy. I'm, I'm looking at this on my phone and recording it on my phone, which is different. The, and this is his post. The elite brain trust promoted by Harvard University proposes that bank profits should be tied directly to the financial health of their customers. Okay, this isn't in there. I'm saying this. It is. What could possibly go wrong with this scenario? This post. Sounds like the political plank of one of the two parties. Political parties. How do you feel about this proposal? I don't feel, I think. And again, this is not a crackback on Bob's legitimate post for a Monday morning. And it's an article, somebody holding a flower that's sprouting into dollar signs instead of um, flower petals, I guess, or whatever it would be. And the headline to the article is, it's time to tie bank profits to customers' financial health. Again, it is tied to that. <clears throat> From hbr.org, Harvard Business Review, a magazine I used to buy to look like a smart guy on the airplane. Comments. There are two likes, but the comment that got my attention was from William Dean, another first strategic consulting and asset manager. And it says, Bob, first off, what sane person would agree to take on that much responsibility? And some other things. Good point. Someone else says, on the other hand, we hear about the access to banking, and then some proposal like this is floated. Does anyone think for a nanosecond that any bank would consider taking on a customer that had any potential for financial ill health? Exactly. It's called a credit score. They're both right. I had a comment in here, but it was covered up. Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. It says, 
I think the name Harvard, which used to inspire confidence, has just the opposite effect now. Now, of course, this is where things go off the rails because now I'm involved. Um, Harvard used to be political. This is William Dean again, but they have drifted to the dark side. Star Wars. And I reply, William Dean, not to mention Harvard was founded by white Christians as a church in the wilderness to help Christianize the Indians who get their final beat down 40 years later in King Philip's War. I'm amazed its own students have not burned it to the ground. This, how long did that take? Four or five minutes? Just to tell that story? Back to Brian and his comment. We make, that's what he meant. We make, we make banking complicated. Now, I think we can make it fun. I think we can make it a marketplace of ideas. And I think social media is a big part of it. But Brian's absolutely right. It's not that complicated. We have to separate the wheat from the chaff. We have to say no to some of these webinars. And we have to stop pretending that we liked them when they are terrible. You just hit a like by a webinar you never listened to. Well, what if somebody else who's new at their job wastes an hour of their life because they think they have to listen to it? We make it complicated. Of course it's tied to their financial health. Harvard Business Review, have you ever applied for a loan? The first question is, do you have a job? Yes, where do you work? Wendy's, part-time. And what would you like to borrow? I'd like a $100,000 unsecured line of credit. See you in the funny papers. Hello, I'd like a $10,000 unsecured line of credit in the form of a uh, fourth capital credit card. Okay, what's your credit score? Ooh, 712. Uh, when can we get it to you? Can we print it out right now? You're doing okay. If you had some ups and downs, you're on an upswing for the past seven years. We trust you. Of course it's tied to your financial health. And the smart people in the room, again, smart in air quotes, at Harvard, don't even understand the basic concept of banking. And so as a free service to every banking brand on earth and in the galaxy, light side, dark side, empire, rebellion, Klingon, Rastafarian, whatever, here is your banking strategic plan for long-term viability. If you do this, you will never go out of business unless you want to sell your brand, merge your brand, whatever. Here it is. No hashtag required. Make loans. Get paid back. Be in business forever. I apologize for that persistent hum in the background. If you sit in an idling car in August in Texas for more than seven seconds without the air conditioner on, you will die. I had a chance to talk with the two gentlemen I referenced in that comment, Bob and William, really great guys, both in Missouri, if I'm not mistaken, great conversations. And so that's how I want to wrap up the summer of 2020, of rededicating myself and this show to not being part of the problem. I mean, it's such a, such a perilous thing. Do you add to the problem of making banking more complicated when you are commenting on people who are making it more complicated? Well, I'm not asking you for an hour of your time. I'm not asking you for any money to listen to this show. But the leaders in banking, we have got to find some new experts 
uh, we have got to stop. Those of us that have a particular political point of view have to stop being silenced. I spoke to William Dean. He has an affiliation with Newground. They build those beautiful uh, branches and headquarters buildings. I had a great partnership working with Newground, and it was all derailed by one of their employees who found out that I support the president, and he sabotaged that entire partnership. I knew exactly who he was. I knew exactly what his political views were. I welcomed him on the show. I never asked him about those things. It never mattered to me. We can separate our favorite politicians just the way we separate our favorite sports teams at work. When we come to work and our objective is to get results, those other things shouldn't matter. But for one side of the argument, they do. And it was wrong then and it's wrong now. And I'm never going to be canceled by anybody. LinkedIn didn't make this show. Social media didn't make me. I did it all on my own. I'm the only person who can cancel me. Not you, Kevin Dully. But the complication in banking that Brian was talking about is absolutely true. Fintechs. All they ever do is talk about fintech. There hasn't been one game-changing innovation that I've seen this decade the most amazing thing I saw all summer was that fourth capital website, that soaring, gorgeous, cinematic introduction to their brand. It was game-changing. It was a black-and-white-to-color moment, and it didn't come from some consultant. or so. You know, everyone on LinkedIn is a best-selling author now. Have you noticed that? It's like when I was speaking professionally, and you'd get the brochure of the conference speakers, and every speaker was dynamic until they opened up their 70 slide death by PowerPoint Borathon live and in person for your sleeping enjoyment at a at an expensive rubber chicken conference session near you. So we head into the fall of 2020. I want to bring some simplicity back to the discussion in banking by focusing on the real things that are going to matter. The fourth industrial revolution is being ignited by people like Grace Heinrichs. They are living in a world that is decidedly different. I'm not saying it's better, but it's different. When I was a kid, we all went to the same mall. We all watched the same commercials. That is changing in ways that will not understand unless you spend some time thinking about it, talking about it, and planning how you want to intentionally engage your multi-generational audience with that knowledge. And I hope that will simplify the decisions that banking brands make rather than complicate them. Once again, thank you for a great summer. We will be back uh, next week as we kick off September when we always roll that great Earth, Wind, and Fire song September to get going. Next year, I've been doing that for 10 years, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to a great fall of 2020, and like everybody else, will be so happy to see the year 2020 pass away. But despite all the challenges with COVID-19, the guests on the show this summer, I know I'm going to forget people, Grace Heinrichs, Brian Heinrichs, John Wilkening, Tracy Wilcox, just top-notch professional people have made this show so much fun to do this summer. It has left me wanting more. Hey, it's the tagline. That's the power of performance. My name is Jason Dyes. Thank you so much for listening. And until next we speak, we'll talk to you all next week. Take care. 
Wait, but you can hear it on the air. 